0: to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the video games we used to play back when we were kids, and this is episode 90, and this week I've got no friends. We're not, because we're doing a special, it is a special episode, and it's about my adventures of PAX Australia 2023. Yes, the show went on tour, a little bit, I went on tour, and I had a pass, a press pass, to go to PAX Australia in Melbourne, and I went and had an absolute ball for the weekend. It was an amazing opportunity for me to do so. Couldn't believe it, and I'm going to tell you about it, basically. I got to meet a lot of people. I got to ask a lot of questions. Great questions, I thought. I thought they were some of the best questions I've ever asked. Well, one of them in particular. But it was good fun. I got to do so many things. I got to play some new games. I got to play some old games. I got to see a lot of stuff, like cool 3D virtual reality stuff, although I just watched it. I didn't really partake in that but it was great to see so many people at the event now I will be going on to the event and get talking about it in you know precise details especially however we still have the main part of the show we need to do and that is always going to continue so before we get into that I do need to do the plugs because well we have to don't we and wherever you listen to this, please give it a five-star review. It really helps get the show out there. And whenever you see anything, come up on xx.com forward slash UK, Please repost and send on any other updates. If you want to support the show financially, you can do so on patreon.com forward slash RetroWars, where for $1 each month, you get access to your own show called DLC, which could be top 10s, modern-day game reviews, and gaming events. And as a sneak peek, this is the latest episode where I talked about my review of Castlevania Nocturne, turn now even the Belmont whip can't do anything to her now this was not the morning star if you'd watch season four Trevor had the morning he picked it up in season two it was not the morning star and that thing is like literally you touch it a vampire you're dead it wasn't that it was the, uh, the standard belmont whip so would she have survived against the morning star that's unknown is she stronger than stronger than dracula unknown And that was the latest episode of DLC, and me talking about Castlevania Nocturne. Now, there's going to be two episodes this week of DLC. One of them is going to be kind of like an extra pack, like kind of what happened else I probably wasn't going to mention on this show, a little bit extra. And the second one is I haven't thought yet. I'll think of something, it'll appear on the chat, and that is like the normal episode that will come out. So you've got an extra two episodes this week, technically I'm kind of behind one. But don't worry, you are getting them. Now, to also let you know that 5% of all our Patreon fund each month will be going to a UK charity called Get World well Gamers, and they're a UK charity providing games and consoles to 150 children's wards across the UK. Now so far we've only raised about $6, which I know isn't much, but one day I want to make this grow over time and we can get to the stage of donating games and consoles. If you do have any old games or consoles or anything like that, and you want to direct them straight to the charity, the link is in the description below. Now additionally, for your money, you get access to our own Discord, the chance to message me one-on-one, and take part in all of our games of 16 Bits of Nonsense, Survive or Die, DLC, or comment on our Game of the Week, and I'll probably butcher your names. Right, first up, let's move on to the latter section, shall we? And it's called 16 Bits of Nonsense. Now, 60 Bits of Nonsense is our letter section, and normally, normally, this is where Patreon members would write in and give me their questions for the week. However, with it being a PAX special, it was me! I was going out and asking the question, the question I wanted to know, and I was basically asking, why do you come to PAX? I wanted to know to people, why are you here? What is the big pull of PAX? I asked a wide range of people with this one, and these were the responses. What brought you guys here for PAX?
1: trying the random games, the new ones that haven't been released yet. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean... I like to play video games. It's in my interest, so I came.
1: (laughs) And I'm excited for some free shirts, some free bags, and hopefully another cheap USB. Hang
0: on, you like new games, yet you're sitting here playing Fatal Fury Special Edition. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you're a bit off the new games at the moment. A little
1: bit, but uh, the lines are so long, but it's awesome. The, The vibe is just awesome. I'm so
0: excited. I'm so pumped. The lines are long. It's insanely long. So what, guy? What brings you guys to Pax? It's an annual pilgrimage. from... <laughs> pilgrimage. Yeah, it's to be with yeah. our people. Yeah, it is. I like that to be with our people. Do you hear that, my wife? <laughs> our people.
1: Yeah. Actually, yeah, and my wife too.
0: Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. What's your wife's name? Julia. Yeah, Julia. Yeah. Suck it. Oh, no, my wife's supportive of me. Too. <laughs> oh yeah, right, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What a yeah. bastard! Yeah. What a I bastard! Know that. So, uh, uh, yeah, how far have you guys come? Adelaide. Adelaide, okay. But yeah. No. Yeah, I did near Sydney.
1: Oh, oh. I right. know. Oh,
0: yeah, wow. Well, uh, we do the road ooh. trip over, so it's not oh, so bad. It's not too I, I did as well. Oh. No, <laughs> fine. So, what are you looking forward to playing for the next three days? Well, uh, <laughs> uh, Mario No, not just Mario Kart. <laughs> <Just Mario. Car. laughs> Super Nintendo Mario Kart. <laughs> we have
1: no yeah. emulators at home, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, indies I mean. are always good fun. Yeah.
0: yeah. Indies are yeah.
1: always good fun. Just seeing what other people are doing and. Um, Actually, seeing the games being built from year to year—like you yep. come here from like a couple of years ago and somebody's got like a real basic idea of their game and then they yep. develop it over the next two years—and seeing the progress, that's always really cool. Oh, that's fantastic!
0: That's yeah. really good. You here to Pax this weekend? Oh,
1: it's a gaming event! Of course, we're all going to
2: come here and like just enjoy all the old games or the new games, Tekken 8, you name it.
0: About Pax this weekend. Um, I've actually come here with my partner yep. so, um, She'll be. She's doing cosplays right now and Ah, she's fair enough around, Yeah, so she's around doing stuff um, And I've come over from New Zealand Wow, okay, fair enough yeah. So a bit of a track for you Yeah, so I've come over Just uh, hang out And just check this out, I guess And uh, my first packs Cool, everything. yeah, it's mine as well What about yourself? Um, my sister uh, take me to here, yeah. um, she wants me to spin around these games, as she said, and um, I came here to see me new friends and play around and just have a little fun, that's oh, all. a little fun? Great! So what brought you down here to PAX?
1: Oh god, uh, the, uh, uh, the games, the people, the games, the, the games, games. Well, the mainly the
0: games. The games would be the main reason, yeah. That's a fair enough point. What about yourself? Uh yeah, good chance to catch up with a few people I've only really seen online, and yeah, the games, both board, board games, video games. See, why not? You've actually you're meeting people you've only met online, and then you met. Wow, that's dedication. Most of my fuckers live in uh, in America. I'm never meeting them. What about yourself? I uh, just like to see the new games that've been developed, like in the indie games. Yeah, they the best. half the of me. There's been a few good indie games. I got to see Sonic and Mario. Thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, the, the open commerce. The open yeah. commerce. I met somebody so nervous to do this. What brought you to PAX? Uh,
1: my love of video games. I've always wanted to come to a video game convention in my life. I've just never had the opportunity. And for the first time, here I am. Here you are, here you are.
0: Are you enjoying it so far? What's been your biggest highlight?
1: Uh, I'm loving it so far. My biggest highlight uh, so far, to be honest, out of everything, there's been a lot of highlights, but out of everything has been the retro game booth. Seeing like an original NES, a fucking uh, super NES, and all these other systems that like I've only seen in pictures pretty much. Oh, uh, but sweet. never seen in action and on CRT screens. Well, to be fair, I
0: saw Neo Geo for the first time when went, holy shit, those games could kill you?
1: Like fucking bricks. Yeah, dude, man. Some of these fucking... And, and they got the original screens for them as well. Like, it was so fucking cool and like the like just to see them like not just in like a fucking cabinet but in action in action was no. fucking awesome no, man! i, I, fucking I, I loved do that agree shit. with that yeah
0: yeah yeah and there we are a good range of answers there for why everyone's there for packs. it was great fun all Right, that is it that's all i'm going to be doing don't worry next week we will be back to normal but we do have some news as well and that is a patch 90.0 Patch 90.0 is our new section where I look what's been going on in the gaming world. Now I'm going to keep this very brief. Um, I do have a question I'm going to bring on to here, but I'm just going to go very brief in the sense of Mario and Sonic are out. Mario Wonder and Sonic Superstars are now out. They're reviewing well. Sonic has been reviewed less highly uh, than I think got looking around the sevens and eights, where Mario is looking at the high nines tens. Um, take that also, you will. But they're both, it's amazing, it feels like we're back in the 90s. That was a whole thing when I went there, it felt like I was back in the 90s, because it was like Sonic and Mario are the main things over again, and it was great to see, and it's great to see they've got new games come out at the same time, and I am so happy for that, and they should do that all the freaking time, because it's literally, that is how you start a new console war. That's how you start the battle all over again. They're literally a Sonic camp, a Mario camp. Fuck everyone else in between. We're going to literally get each other. Uh, We should all be friendly, but come on. It wouldn't be fun to Sonic and Mario all start up again. It'd be great. Now, I do have some other news. I wanted to go out and find out what the people of PAX thought. I wanted to get their thoughts. Because on on one particular topic, when I was at the retro section, they had a Sega Saturn and for those who are new to the show, I will not touch the Sega Saturn. It is kind of vital. And it's not because I don't like it personally, it's just because we have these people called Saturnians who developed on one podcast and have now started to spread their little wings and believe they can infest other podcasts. And they're trying to do that here. So I am literally keeping up that wall. Like I'm not like one of the people behind the gate saying, hold them back, hold the line. And with the Saturn being there, I was like, I can't touch it because it's disgusting. However, I asked people at PAX, what do you think of the Saturn? Do you think it's a good console or do you think it's a shit console? And here's what they said. The Sega Saturn, good console or shit
1: console? Uh, I'm going to wear a shit because I never played it.
0: Fantastic, good answer. (laughs) Um, The Sega Saturn, very briefly, is it a good or a shit console?
2: I gotta say, good, just because of um, Sega De Santura.
0: There we go. up the Sega Saturn, good console or shit console? Um, Which one's Sega Saturn? So is that one or it's that one? I never had it. I'll, I'll let's just assume it was shit. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, there we go. And final question: Is the Sega Saturn a good console or a shit console?
1: Fantastic, but also obviously dated. Very, very dated. But
0: yeah. how would you say Sega Saturn, good or shit? Um. No comment, I've got no opinion on it that, honestly. <laughs> That's fine, I accept no <laughs> comments as a shit. <laughs> yeah. Is the Sega Saturn mm-hmm. a good console or a shit console?
1: Never played it.
0: That's fair enough, I'll, I'll take that as a shit console.
1: It was a poorly supported good idea.
0: There we go. Oh. <laughs> yep. Next door to us is a Sega Saturn. Is that a good console or a shit console?
1: It had potential when it first came out, but I wouldn't say it's a good console.
0: There no, we go. I'd say it's good because it led to a lot more opening up. Yeah, that's
1: also
2: another thing. Like, um, it was a good, um, what do you call it? A, a building brick to the next generation of consoles.
0: There we go. The like Sega Saturn, as you are unfortunately playing, is it a good <laughs> console or is it a shit console?
1: Um, well, one thing I could see is why it lost to PlayStation. I guess I could, see, I could say
0: that. I like that. Um, to be honest, it's kind of shit. And, uh, yes! <laughs> I don't
1: know why I you play this thing. Yes! Why did you have to play this? It looks confusing.
0: It is. Six buttons. <laughs> there <laughs> we go. What X Y M Z A yeah. B N C. <laughs> it's just shit. <laughs> Across from you is a Sega Saturn. Yeah. Is that a shit console or a good console? Oh, I have fond memories of some fighting game where you could team up with someone right at the end and then they could turn on you. So, I never had one growing up, but it gives me that memory, so it's a good console. The, yeah. gonna say classics are good. Yeah. Fucking wankers the pair of you. <laughs> <laughs> never played it. The Sega Saturn is over there, unfortunately. Is it a good console or a shit console? Which one? The Sega Saturn. Oh, uh, shit console. Thank you. I never heard of it. That's even better. I've never played it. Awesome, fantastic (laughs) answers. The Sega Saturn is at that retro section. Is the Sega Saturn a shit games console or a good games console?
1: I never... I'm I'm a bit young for the Sega Saturn, I think. My first games console ever was the N64. And, like, I was pretty young when that came out. I played a shitload of it. I played Goldeneye. I played uh, fucking uh, Super Mario 64. I played Donkey Kong 64. All that shit, Diddy Kong Racing, fucking all that stuff on
0: the N64. You stayed away from the
1: Sega Saturn. I never, I, I but, but it wasn't by
0: choice. I was fucking a kid, you know what I should mean? should be. You were but what? I was a kid. Hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. He got that straight away. That's being edited. I like this show. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll get to it in a But honestly, thank you very much. All right. Yeah, that last one. Yeah, he actually said that. I know he didn't mean it, but he said it and I laughed. And that is everything for the news now, we still have more sections to go. We, as always, we go into our, well, our little free section, but obviously it's a pack special, and we call this Stick It Up Your Jinjo. Uh-huh. Sticky Nubby Jinjo is our, normally our free section where you guys can pretty much say what is your gaming achievement for the week or your gaming frustration. And with it being packs, we asked the fans. We asked everyone there, what is your biggest gaming achievement and what is your biggest frustration? And we actually got Harrison, who is one of the developers from um, Cult of the Lamb. He joined in and talked about his experiences at Counter-Strike and how he dominated me. Nice. So here's everyone's responses. What is your biggest rage quit? What have you gone,
1: fuck this shit?
0: That's a tough
1: one, man. Um, Are we talking across the spectrum? Across the spectrum of gaming. I'd say, I think for me personally, fair to say, look, when you are on that one boss where you've just about abolished him, killed him, whatever, but somehow... He manages just to get that final hit on you The little shit Each and every single freaking time Yeah Simply because like you know Even when you've sought out the patterns and everything And the rhythm of that boss Somehow Just when you least expect it He does something different at the last second you lift And he'll
0: fuck you over now, I'm not going to sit here and say skill issue because Mario is hench, and he'll kick my ass.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure about that, but I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> That's it, mate. Charizard X, what is your biggest gaming rage or biggest gaming achievement?
1: Uh, biggest gaming achievement, not even from the Dota franchise, but um, uh, sorry, from the Pokemon franchise, but in Dota 2, I uh, came first place in a female 1v1 tournament.
0: Well done. <laughs> well done. First question. I want to hear... What is your biggest gaming achievement or biggest gaming rage quit? Either one.
2: Uh, my personal biggest gaming achievement would probably be 100%ing Kirby Superstar Ultra for the DS. <laughs> well, I think it was the first game I properly 100%ed. Yeah, and it was it was like very early
0: on. Like how I? What is your biggest rage quit?
2: Men in cod lobbies.
0: I wasn't expecting that, I, why? I, I hear them and I just I quit. I quit. You quit? Yeah. Is it the repulsive things that they say? Generally
1: it's it's just a habit. You now I hear someone on mic and I'm gone.
0: Yeah, that that's fair <laughs> enough, That you know, the COD yeah, if you people say about sensitive being online, don't play those things, they'll can ruin your mind. Yeah. Watch yours, uh, every game of League of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> why? Because the people are people the people are people or is it because you've been poo birth, both both <laughs> it's
1: both <laughs> that's it started to get more serious into
0: great i should say also your hugo costume is absolutely fantastic the guy was actually walking like hugo unprompted i am very impressed i mean as he's sitting here eating a pastry in his claws which i'm very impressed with to be honest okay tell me what is your biggest gaming achievement or biggest gaming rage uh, biggest gaming achievement would be uh, dropping uh, draw four twice, and you know. Fair enough. Fair enough. And here we Peach and Daisy. No, mm. <laughs> it's Daisy. <laughs> that, was that was loud enough. That was loud enough. Thought, yeah, I can go even higher. <laughs> okay, what is your biggest gaming achievement or your biggest gaming rage? Biggest gaming achievement is I. Uh, 100% platinumed uh, Spider Man on Marvel Spider Man on PS4. Yes. Before they had finished doing the trophy set. So I, got, <laughs> so I got the platinum and then they released the DLC and then it went from 100% to not 100%. Like bastards, how dare you? So great. That's what great. about yourself?
1: I think my best achievement was getting up to Grand Champion Rocket League. And then uh, we made some people really mad by beating them as a girl, so we got doxed as well because we got invited to the party, and I verbally ripped them a new one, which they didn't appreciate either. So they dedocs. They um, somehow hacked my internet and they somehow disconnected it, and I had to call Telstra out to fix it. So holy,
0: sh- that's, be- that's because obviously girls are shit at gaming. You shouldn't be allowed anywhere near. How dare you? Oh,
1: especially not the Rocket League, all right? Oh, God, what a save! Oh. <laughs> Literally, GG. <laughs>
0: I'd like to know, There's Joy, and I yes. do like your, is it Chansey? It is Chansey, not Lizzie? Yes, Blissy. it is Chansey. What is your biggest gaming rage? So what's your biggest rage in game rage quit?
1: My biggest rage quit um, is uh, not enough walls in Age of Empires. Yes.
0: I'll accept yes. that, I'll accept that. Yeah, yes. at that, that stage <laughs> you'll like,
1: fuck, I want to build, I, I want
0: to build. You can't.
1: No, no. No, I accept Because I'm that. a wall woman and I love to be
0: protected. Fair enough. Yes. Build the walls, build the armor. You. Yeah. What is either your biggest gaming success or biggest gaming rage quit? It's really a tough one, I don't actually know.
1: Biggest gaming success. I'm a teacher, so I don't have much time to game. So I sat down on the school holidays and I finished Final Fantasy 16.
0: Good and I efforts. yeah I did
1: not leave that television screen so that's my my big flex.
0: Wow, you were there literally you did the whole thing in like a good sitting.
1: it felt like it
0: Jesus I, I have that game start and finished it so oh well my God it is you.
1: beautiful oh,
0: I'm nowhere near nowhere near. <laughs> what about yourself um, I think it was probably when I finished the living decks in sword and shield Jesus Christ that took uh, quite some time and like moving Pokemon from like gen 3 oh no don't I have headaches of that of gen 3 if you don't know the gen 3 to now is the most ball aching process ever yeah. so I respect you
1: on, best do, achievements. Do two achievements. The best achievements I've got is like I used to. I was quite good at Counter Strike, yeah. like Offensive. But I used to play with all the Australian professionals, except I was pretty shite compared to them. So I still watch them all now. They're all like competing in America and stuff like that. I'm like, oh yeah, I used to play against that guy. Yeah. He used to sh- he used to shit on me. But, you know, that's about it.
0: If you, I went against you, you'd probably shit all over me. It's so been that, a few years. Right.
1: It's been a few years, but uh, probably, probably shit on a lot of people. Yeah. Oh,
0: thanks. If you're not meant to admit it. You're meant to go, yeah. You, no, you'd be, you'd be okay. You just openly shit on me.
1: Humbly, I'm pretty incredible.
0: <laughs> Dick. <laughs> that was great, wasn't it? Right, one more section to go to before we get to the main episode, and it is always survive or die.
2: Hey, listen.
0: Now, Survive or Die is our little game show where we get to video game characters, franchises, games, and we have them knelt before Mr. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who is sitting there with his earthworm gym suit and a Shao Kahn's hammer. And we ask the question, which one of these should die and which one of these should live? And considering we're talking Mario and Sonic, they were the big things, I put them both up there, I had that t-shirt on, and I asked the people, who should die? Who should survive? Should it be Mario? Should it be Sonic? Here's what everyone said. All right, one of the things we like to play on our show is a bit of a stupid game. It's called Survive or Die. Now, it's not a question <laughs> yeah. of who should win in a fight. It's okay. a question, who do you want to die? Right? Okay, all right, yeah. So the question is simple. It is Mario and Sonic. Which one of them should survive, and which one of them should have their brain smashed in? A
1: fucking Sonic should have his brain smashed in, obviously. <laughs> like, Why? Is that even a question? It is oh, a question. Why? Yeah, uh, because he gives a fuck about Sonic. Mario has done so much. I've I've recently started like a journey into like uh, video game history, like myself. So a bunch of, they've been remastering a bunch of the Quake games, mm. and so honestly, like in the last like two weeks, I. Like, uh, I've dived into some of the old games. I finished the original Quake. It was awesome. And I was like, fuck, let me have a look at Mario. I finished the original Super Mario Bros. It was awesome. I just started Super Mario Bros. 3. Mm -hmm. I skipped 2 because uh, I watched a video on the history of it, and apparently 2 is just a copy and and paste. 2 is a copy and paste. It's a copy and paste of a different game So why doesn't Mario
0: get his brain smashed in then for that stupidity?
1: Because... Because... I played them and those games are fucking awesome and Sonic is just like it was a gimmick dude like You're a gimmick. Ah uh, you're a Sonic <laughs> fan, are you? you're a fucking Sonic fan. No, All right. no. Alright. No. Uh, right. Right, look, fight. that's just my opinion, man. He's got I used to play Mario Kart on the N64 as well. I played Mario
0: like it's just yeah, but Mario's just in. Like I don't know. Sonic what else Drift to say. on the Game Gear. Everyone loves that fucking game. yeah look the game gears, I
1: never no. fucked with the game gear, a bit before my time. But you, that's no, no one goes
0: that. Sonic! Because that was all of the pictures that I saw in the Nintendo magazines when I was a kid was like Mario ripping off Sonic's head like he's sub zero or like Joe, like he's Scorpion. (laughs) So I've got images in my mind already of Mario it's not an extension. Brutalising Yeah, that's fair enough. And for yourself, sir?
1: Uh, look, I'm going to go Mario, just to be different. And the fact that back in the very early days, I was a Sega fanboy, so I was always very pro-Sonic. That's fine, I, I think. mean, he fell off the wagon, and Nintendo's gone from strength to strength, but,
0: uh, yeah. Who should have their brain smashed in? Should it be Mario or Sonic? Uh, Sonic, because there's too many weird fanboys. There. <laughs> and for yourself?
1: Uh... I know. Honestly, I'd probably agree with that. Like a lot of the stuff that uh, happened online happened because of Sonic, not because of Mario.
0: So the question is going to be: Who would you rather get their brain smashed in by a baseball bat? Mario or Sonic? Sonic. Why? Mm. Personal bias. Never had much to do with him. Plus, he's a bit arrogant. Fair enough. <laughs> Definitely Sonic. Yeah. Why? If he's up through the air spinning, I'm going to hit that ball. Fair enough (laughs) Okay Sonic and Mario Which one of them Would you want to keep alive Or which one of them Would you want to have Their brains smashed in Uh, Sonic should die Horrible death (gasps) Why so? Uh, He Like He didn't evolve Like Mario Mario's like Hip And Sonic is like mm, Shitty Shitty? Yeah All except shitty What about yourself? I mean, on one hand, I basically just kind of think Sonic's just like, eh, kind of boring by comparison, but on the other hand, if we had, had taken Mario out a little while ago, then we wouldn't have had to worry about the Mario movie. I agree. I no.
2: agree. <laughs> I'm actually going to go with, I want to see Mario die, because I'm yes. thinking, if I'm if it's like a zombie apocalypse, Sonic's going to get me the fuck out, whereas what's Mario going to do? Like, fix my toilet? No. Like, yeah. like what's that going to do? He can, like, possess a T-Rex.
1: I'm talking about base level Mario. can possess a zombies. Uh, no, no, no. Base level Mario is
2: dead to me. So I'm going with Sonic. So I,
0: can- I love this. We're going so meta. Yeah, but he can possess a T-Rex <laughs> and a fucking zombie. Sonic can't do that. I love it. Which one is it getting their brain smashed and why?
1: Uh, Sonic.
0: For the coins, right? <laughs> for the
1: coins. Yeah, you'd want to smash Sonic for the coins. For the coins. And okay. if he didn't have coins, then it's just like a skill issue.
0: Wow wow fair enough <laughs> i so, mean that's one reason that's what was your reason <laughs>
1: i feel like the the sonic fandom is
2: stranger than the Mario's much more wholesome let's be real mario's a lot more wholesome all around
0: <laughs> yeah this the sonic fandom is a bit weird sorry i don't care if you're <laughs> offended it is some great answers now i'm not gonna lie we all know i want mario to get his brain splashed in i am happy splashed in Ooh, splash smashed in I want Sonic all day long. I'm a Sonic boy. We all know this. So, yes, yeah, Sonic lives, and Mario gets his brain smashed in. So, anyone else who's thought Sonic should die, no, you're all lying, aren't you? You're all absolutely lying. All right, before I go into the main thing and me talking about PAX itself, what have I been up to? Uh, honestly, I'm working hard. I'm now a manager of my very, very serious job, which has been unbelievable, and getting ready, basically finishing up with that, because that's, yeah, nearly coming to an end. Um... Pretty much, well, hiccups wasn't well yesterday. Poor little thing tried to keep the vomit in her mouth and ended up projectile vomiting when she held her hand over. So obviously, I was down to clean up duty. So that's been a great fun looking after her for the past two days. But I can report she is doing much better now. What have I been playing? Yeah, it's been a bit of a Castle-ba- Castlevania Castlevania binge. I finished. Uh, I did glance the other day. I finished Symphony of the Night. I both. Both castles, Symphony Night has been done. And I've also finished uh, Castlevania C- Dracula Chronicles X. I finished that. It's a remake of Rondo Rondo of Blood. I have finished that as well, though I know there are secrets I need to go find. So yeah, I'm probably gonna be going to Rondo and Blood, the original, and probably Castlevania 1. I'm just trying to get through them because I'm loving them. I'm like, I wanna play more, wanna play more. It's that Fire Emblem thing all over again, isn't it? Alright, I have been talking quite a while. I'm just gonna put some music on. And when I come back, I'm going to be talking all about packs and my adventures on there. And there's no date um, because it was the other week, so I can't really say. Fuck, I'm old. Um, no, we'll just get on with it, shall we? So PAX Australia 2023. I still can't believe I even got a chance to go there. Now, I applied um, uh, for press. I just thought, why not? Let's see what happens here. Let's have a go. And I couldn't believe it when I actually got presented with one I was like are you joking like why why me why are you giving me a media pass and it was incredible I prepped over 2,000 business cards ready for the event I got three t-shirts we'd were all designed it was great and we got the family and we traveled down it took about 11 hours we stopped we did like we did a stopover uh because it's not fair for hiccups to go that far and um, but we did half of it and then the second half day one or, or on thursday we arrived we went to actually the, the venue picked up my pass right there and we could already see it all getting all building up and i was like oh this is exciting but we weren't allowed in that day but it was still quite cool to go although the boss didn't think or the queen didn't think so she was like i can't give a shit can i just get a wine down me i don't like this it's great isn't it and then Friday came, I was so excited. I I was I wanted to get there so early. Um we, as press at the time, could have gone in at nine o'clock because we got an hour to kinda of go into the function with like no no one in there practically. However, my wife and um, the queen wasn't well and I wasn't gonna leave her. Um she has like really bad migraines and I wasn't gonna leave her and she eventually was like telling me, You gotta go, you gotta go, this is why we're here and I left her, and I think I missed the first half an hour, so I only I got in, and I literally legged it down there, and the size of the place was incredible. Like You got in there, I was like, wow, this is... I couldn't believe how big this venue was that they used, and this was only part of it, really. Like, it was kind of split into two halves, and I'll go into how that kind of works as we go on. Um, I managed to get in there, and I wanted to play some Sonic, but Sonic, unfortunately, was uh, not working, which is a bit of a shame. But I managed to play a bit of Mario. They had Mario Wonder, and I was like, we had to get a few, like one or two levels in just quickly before the crowd came in. And I was watching this crowd because I had to be out there with business cards, you know, basically as soon as the people in. And it was like a rave. I was like, well, thousands of people. I was couldn't but like, bloody hell, there's so many people. And they poured in at 10 o'clock on the dot. Like, I'm sitting there giving out cards left, right, center. And people were absolutely desperate to get to these main attractions, being Sonic and Mario. They, they, they were the main stuff. Sonic, Mario, and Pokemon at like the new DLC, they were the main three. And like those lines from as soon as like they started, they were deep the whole way. You'd be waiting for so long if you wanted to actually get in there and get a go of it. Right, there was also, that said, Pokemon as well, and the man with no name. They were the other big Q ones. I think I saw there was, like, an, like a um, a model shop. That also was always a big queue every day. Uh, Nintendo also had, like, a range of games on show. So they had Pokemon. They had Mario Wonder. But they also had, like, loads of other consoles on the go. So they had, like, Smash Brothers, Mario Party, Superstars, Mario 3D, and Prince of Persia. Um the culture of the Lamp was also busy too, so I couldn't really get near to that for a while because I think people wanted the pins and t-shirts. But the thing is about PAX, yeah, I know it's a big... It's Well, I always thought it was like this big video game thing, but as I came to find out, essentially it's more than that. It's everything to do with just the word games. And again, what I mean by games, I don't just mean video games. I mean like board games and card games. And there was something like for everyone when you went the first half, there was a lot of gaming equipment, and there was, like, PC builds, there were monitors, like, tons of indie games as soon as you walked in, there was people on driving games, there was a big virtual reality game section, and there was the classic corner, which I spent a lot of the time at, that was, like, the retro side, there was console and free play, that was further at the back, uh, that was at the second half of the the venue, uh, and they had like tournaments going on, various games. And the thing is, if you didn't like video games, like the second half had like, like board games, RPG games, card games, tabletop games, like and everything. That half was packed. Like I was like, wow. Like, there were obviously people who weren't there for video games at all. They had no interest in the video games. They were just there for those board games and card games and RPGs. And I could not believe how full that was. And I was sitting there going, my sister-in-law, like she Venus, she would absolutely love this. She'd be in love with the board game section because that's what her and a fella are into. And I, I was so happy to see it because it felt like a geek, a geeky heaven. And I felt this before when I went to the Sydney Comic Con. Like, my wife doesn't get it, and a lot of my friends don't get it. Or you know, while of all this stuff, but for me, seeing everybody dressed up. Seeing everyone be so happy and there was no like looking at why are you here? It was just everyone was just having a great time. It, it just made me feel so happy. As I could finally kind of be myself a little bit. Just put the walls down a bit and just relax like no one's going to judge me at this sort of thing. And it's just people who want to have fun and talk video games. And I love that. I genuinely loved it. Uh, there was other things going on as well like that they said there was a, this was one big arena kind of split in two and um, the back half was the board games the rpgs the console free play that was open throughout the night essentially from 6 p.m. onwards till about 11 12 o'clock i think whereas the other stuff with the the sonic the marios that was only on till about that was 10 till 6 and they closed that off but they added like another section to the the whole place and that had like console um sorry handheld Corner where people could just chill out on beanbags. They had speedrunner events. They had three theaters with presentations. They had a dancing area. It was there's something for everyone. Like I didn't watch any of the presentations. Because I was thinking, oh, that'd be nice to see. But again, is it relevant to the channel? And I had to, you know, I'm there for a reason. I'm not just there to, to gaze and go, oh, I can go do this now. It wasn't that. I was, I was working. I had to keep telling myself, you're working, you're working. You can't just do that. So my favorite area was the classic section. That's where I spent a lot of my time being a retro podcast. And they had, like, basically loads and loads of old consoles from iMac to Amiga to GameCube. Yes, as I said earlier, even a Sega Saturn. And every day they would swap the games out. So on the third day, and the PS2 had Marvel vs. Capcom 2, which I was waiting for a lot. Playing the Mario Kart, uh, waiting for the Mario Kart tournament to start. So that was like in the arena section, and that was like, yeah, I'm having I'm having fun doing this. It was just so good. Like I could sometimes watch a bit of a Counter Strike going on. But when I was um, at this retro section. Like, I got to see, as I said, consoles I'd never seen. And I'd never seen a Neo Geo. Never seen one before in real life. And I looked at the size of the game. I was like, holy shit. And they were playing Fatal Fury. I was like, that could kill someone. That literally could be a murder weapon. And they had tournaments going on through the weekend. I think they had, like, a... A quake one, and I saw a Diddy Kong, and they were like, "Oh, we haven't had many people. Would you want to do?" it? I was like, "Yeah, fuck it, why not? I'll do a Diddy Kong one." And I came third. I was like, "Get the fuck in!" And it was like, it was called like a strike system. I've never heard this before. So if you came first, um, you was was, there were sixteen people. If you came first, you got nothing. Came second, you got one strike. Came third, you got two strikes. And fourth, you came, uh, you came third, fourth, you got three strikes. And as once you got to ten strikes, you're out of the tournament. So that's how they kind of weeded everyone out. And the first race I did, I was like, oh, I'll try and do me power slides and shit. I was like, fuck, came last. And then after that, I was like, first, first, second, first, second. I was like, yeah, I'm fucking in it. So I managed to get down to the last four. Um, But the two people ahead of us, there was me, this girl, and these two guys who were fucking shit hot. And me and the girl were like on our last strike. And basically, we just joked, whoever comes, whoever beats the other's third, the other one's fourth. Because we both would have been out. We both, regardless, would have been out, and I ended up coming third that race, so I was like, woo, I'll take third, because these two are pros. These two were like, Jesus Christ, that's their game. Although, saying that, I watched a bit of the speed running, and they had a guy trying to do Diddy Kong, as fast as Diddy Kong races, as fast as he could, and he was using the TT clock. I think it's called TT. Jesus, that thing was like picture-perfect speed and I was like, oh my God, that is terrifying. Every bend, every turn was just picture perfect i was like oh my god but getting to see and getting to play some diddy kong was just so much fun because i do love that game but he was getting to play games like Sonic was there the first day, Mario World was there, I got to play Five Player Bomberman, which was hilarious. I got to play a bit of Smash Brothers Melee. That was never off. Um uh, Capcom 2, as I said, Halo never came off. There was Goldeneye, it was Perfect Dark. But then they had like loads of old games I'd never seen before, like on the said on the Amigas and stuff, uh, and on these like old iMac computers. But it was great, like there was no console that was ever not being used. Like everything was being used. And the work that must have gone into that was just, it was just mental. And the, one of the best things they ever did. And I still laughed about this was the, and actually, no, 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 I'm going to save that. And um, we'll, we'll save that in the interview because it was funny and as i said i'll say in the interview i did feel sorry for the people the, the staff in who were helping out they called themselves enforcers they wore these yellow t-shirts they were the Pax enforcers for the day and i just kind of laughed i was like enforcers enforcers was kind of like jesus christ but they did a good job to be fair because they were helping keep drinks away like anytime anyone put a bag up a drink up it was like no put that down because you can't you know any water gets on these consoles it's gonna wreck them isn't it uh, and I, you know, I'm just going down for the ride just to see it all and see what it's all like. But there was a lot of volunteers behind the scenes who were putting a lot of this together. And it was put together mainly by um, Weird and Retro, who are a group in Australia who specialise in this. And a guy called Aaron from Press Play on the Tape podcast, who I really got to have a good chat with and got to know him over the three days really well. And he was like the first person. Like I, I was like, oh, shit, I've got to go after Mario Kart. I didn't think I was going to say bye to him. I was like, pass a message. I've got to go. I've waited long enough because he'd, he'd actually gone somewhere else. But as I literally was leaving, I managed to see him. I was like, yes, thank fuck. because I didn't want to say not go without saying bye to him. But I asked Aaron if he wanted to come on the show and just talk about his experience at PAX. And he was more than happy to come on. So this is a little chat I had yesterday with Aaron from the Pless Play on the Tape podcast and him talking about what it's like setting up at PAX. Making his debut to the show is Aaron from the Press Play. Press play. So you press play on the Pot Take podcast. There's a mouthful for you. And also one of the helpers at PAX. How are you, my friend?
2: Hey mate. Danny Good Mate, good yourself.
0: Can't complain, can't complain. But you know what? I've been looking forward to, to speaking to so having this chat. I know we have a bit of a chat off air, because PAX is now done. PAX is finished. And I think I spoke to you I know you were praying, yay, yeah, it's done. But I think we spoke quite a lot during PAX and it was I have to say cuz I know you have you set up the classic section along with the weird and retro guys. You did a phenomenal job. That was so cool that the classic section. It was amazing.
2: It was it was all right. I still like the the guys in the middle of the uh, expo hall that had the all the CRT's and the shiny neons and the you know 1001 Dreamcast and Satins. Um sure. that that they were uh, yeah they were they were they were pretty shiny but I mean no nah, mate no nah, jokes aside it was good uh we were really
0: happy with how this year turned out it was it, uh, was, it was, was busy like i i went to the um cuz i was really looking forward to that section before i, I arrived and i'd previously been to the sydney comic con and it's like oh we got a retro gaming section and i got there and it was like six consoles and that was it i was like ah, ah, yeah. ah that's that's a bit shit and then it comes to your section and it is literally you got a games console from old pcs like apple all the way up to gamecube I was like holy shit this is a mecca this is brilliant it's so much fun
2: yeah. um uh, mate no it's it's been pretty much since the first pax australia the i remember rocking up as a guest and mm. uh walking into the area in the, you know the expo the expo Hall, they had that at the um the melbourne showgrounds mm mm-hmm. the original pax so you'd all these different tent all the tents at the showgrounds oh and so you God. had to walk from Oh yeah so instead of being like the expo hall was sort of one like display area down one far end and then you had mm-hmm. to walk down this sort of like barely sheltered corridor in the middle of winter um to this giant like circus tent that is like where they had all the the board games and the and just happened to find the classic area mm. and back then it was just like we had CRT's and we had a lot more i had a lot more gear but yeah there was you know neo geos and amstrad CPCs, Saturn's, pc engines commodore 64s all over the place and um but yeah so the original groups uh was retro domination uh there used to be a group from adelaide and i think there was mm. one other group that sort of come across that came across but sort of were tapped on the shoulder to come help and then yeah, over the years we just when we
0: moved to the convention center it just got bigger yeah, it's and seeing it now, like getting to see some old consoles. Like, I'd never seen a Neo Geo before, I'd never seen a Neo Geo face to face. And I looked at it, and what were we playing? What was it? Fatal Fury. Was it Fatal Fury? And the one, yeah, no, no Final Fight, one of them, one of them. Uh, I think it was single Fatal Fury, and I was like, fuck me, those games are massive. That could kill <laughs> that's a brick that could kill someone.
2: Might be. Uh, Let well, me you know. Yeah, just casually reach back and you know, casually. grab it. A...
0: Hey, you can't see this because I'm on. on video, but he has got like every console under the sun in boxes or boxed up. Yeah,
2: Um it... but you do like you, you. bring it out and you're just like you know. Back in the day, like oh again, obviously you you can't that, see it, but that
0: could kill someone. Yeah. Look at it. That well, is you... a murder weapon.
2: Yeah, you, you visualise it. It's like oh my god, you know, what, two and a half Game, Game Boys. It's about two and a bit Game Boys wide, like <laughs> and if. It's if people immensely? have never seen the AES, like yeah, dude, it's it's crazy. Like it's a legitimately, um, but you know we and we're lucky that we've got like Pax has always been a really, um, a really good crowd. Like mm. a lot of people would be like, why, why would you take something that you know an AES is going to set you back far too much money? Um, mm. and some of those games are ridiculously expensive to boot. And they're like, why, why would you do it? And the answer is that. We've never really had any issues. Like the crowds at PAX are super respectful. Yeah. Um, are super friendly. Um, and yeah, like it's, we've never really, apart from the odd, you know, the odd one or two things that you get where, yeah, you know, like let's just say, you know, it's like any workplace, the OHS signs or the ONHS warnings are because someone has done it.
1: <laughs> um,
0: you know, <laughs> I will do what you're going to say. <laughs> so, right. I'm laughing so hard uh, well because he told me a bit of a secret because I, <laughs> I was like, oh, there was. I was watching some guy play Alex the Kid on the Master System, and it was like he was on crack. And you were like, yeah, we made a sign because of him. And I was like, Pfft. and I, I went behind him, and as he was playing it, I read it. I was like,
2: ha, 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 ha. yes, the, the controller. Yeah, he. The first few packs that I helped with, I was sort of like was pointed out, and was like, just watch him because he'll unplug the controller and plug, he'll pull out his own out of his backpack to play Alex Kid. And it was just hilarious, and yeah. So we sort of got to a point where yeah, it got a little bit of a problem with people pulling them out. So, but that one in particular, um, but yeah. But he's also part of the reason. Like, it's the passive nurse on the um, display signs we had this year yeah, is because Barney. No one ever wants to play Master System games that
0: aren't Alex Kid. No. Well, I, I do have a guy who's coming on the show soon, and uh, called Dave, um, Dave McGee. D- oh no mr mcgee i always call him dave mcgee it's mike mcgee um and he literally has given me a list of like 20 Saturn games and he's like I- well it's what, 20 masters days like, i want to play this i'll play this i'll play this and he's he's got like, alien syndrome is the first one he's making me play so that's yeah. the first one and alex the kid will be on that i guarantee so we do have master systems games will come to this show but yeah all that hat was on was alex the kid the whole time i was there i was like that's that's funny
2: Dude, I literally don't even bother packing anything else. <laughs> last year, I took last year I took Bubble Bobble, which is an amazing Master System game. Mm. I, think I, had, I think I had R-Type with me as well. I had Bubble Bobble in for half of the first day, and nah, it was,
0: oh, do you no. have Alex, kid? You, oh. Yeah, just turn the console yeah. on.
2: And then even this year, i walk walking back after getting some food, and I happened to just walk past someone who was sort of stopped and went, oh, is that Alex, kid? I used to love that. And
0: yeah, so oh,
2: and but that, honestly, though, power to them. Yeah, and this that's...
0: is this, this is the beauty. So the people walk past, and I first of mm. all, like, I have to say, the, the people who are like the, the enforcers, although I still find that up their own arse the enforcers t shirt, enforcers. Um, and they god bless them they did a good job because they any anyone put a bag on a a drink they were on it and i suppose you have to with these sort of things so fair play to them like they must have been they were on it and again you got to protect these old consoles but what i thought was really amazing was those moments where you're like oh shit yeah i haven't played this game since i was a kid and i could i because i was walking around constantly like back and forth and there was always that section was where I got the most comments of, oh, I haven't played this. Oh, I haven't played this. Like They go play Sonic. They go play Mario. But then when they come back and see these old games, like, shit, I've not played on it. It was so amazing to see. Incredible.
2: Yep. No, mate, look, I and mean, that's that's why we do it. You know, the, the thing, I think some of the memories for me of, over, you, know, the, you know, the years I've been involved as helping actually run the area is the ones where you get, you know, the guys like you and I rock up with their with their kids and being like, oh, it's a ZX Spectrum. And mm. like being all like, I used to have one of these ones." Like, a kid hey, looking and, and would would drop down with them and, you know, like pull up the, you know, reset and go, oh, how do I get into the, the basic? I'm like, you yeah, know, go and reset it for them. And they'd be showing them how they, you know, how they loaded stuff or just, you know, someone, someone asked me last year was about a Commodore 64 game. They were like, oh, do you have such and such, uh, what was it? Thrust. Um, do you have thrust? And I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, I can load that up. Popped it on and yeah, it was showing showing the kid and was like he's like, Oh, can I use the keyboard? I'm like, Do whatever you want, like it's fine. <laughs> and so because he goes, Yeah, I can't play this with a joystick and jumped on and was, yeah, showing showing him how they how it worked, and it was like, Oh, this is cool. Yeah, this it, is and that's what it's about, man. Like it's it's that it thing is- where we want the guys to, come, you know, people to come and play, come and experience stuff that they may have only ever read about or emulated. Where you kind of come and, like you said, with the Neo Geo, you just
0: go, "Holy this shit,
2: thing is ridiculous!"
0: Yeah, this is what it looks like. And what I also liked is that you, like, Smash Brothers was always on, like, because it's Smash on the. You can't beat GameCube Smash Melee is just Melee and. So where we were positioned, or wait, sorry, where you were, because I was there a lot of the weekend, you were positioned by the big screen, the big PAX Arena screen. And they had like Counter-Strike, they had League of Legends on, and then Mario Kart was on on day three. But what I thought was hilarious is that you had at one point a Diddy Kong competition. You had the Diddy Kong competition, which got a small little crowd. Yep. And I'm I got third. I'll fucking have that. I got I haven't played Diddy Kong since I did I got third and I was like tits tits I was so happy <laughs> but the, I was never beaten the first two the the first two oh. one guy's rocking up with a you know like pizza's peach costume and brings out his own oh. fucking controller What the fuck's this
2: yeah no, Nimstar Nim Nimstar is an absolute weapon um love love the costume I owe props to anyone that can pull that off especially because mm. you know it's I know from experience finding costumes when you especially when you're a much taller person is hard. But it's they, difficult, yeah. yeah you're a big
0: guy. They,
2: but they, they smashed it. They absolutely were just like. But the thing was, and this what this is loops back to just what I love about PAX, though, was just for us, it was we did it for something different. Mm-hmm. So I just went, oh, you should try Diddy Kong running a Diddy Kong comp this year. Um, and yeah, Nimstar actually just like thanked me and just said, look, it was awesome because it's a competition for me. It's a competition, that, which is obviously very clear, considering they pantsed everybody. But, yeah. um, but no, it was just because it was the game a game they grew up with. It was a game that like Mario Kart and whatever, yeah, whatever. But for them, Diddy Kong, Diddy was, Kong was the one was their yeah. game.
0: And so, it didn't see, yeah. yeah, there was no Mario Kart. And again, it was other games which other people hadn't played. And that's why I thought it was quite yeah. good. Like you had like GoldenEye, Perfect Dark, there was Halo going on. But then oh. you had loads of other ones. Like there was a five player Bomberman, which I lost my shit over when I saw that. I was like, holy shit, this is the best thing ever. Like, like, I love, oh, man. But I love, yeah. You, you, did, you did one cool, amazing thing, right? And I could, I even said you're a bell end because I thought this was so funny when you did it. You set up. doom with a dance mat and ice right and it was all it was was try and complete this level of doom with a dance mat and the crowd was so big I was thinking holy shit why are we here we should have put that up pack pack, if we put that if you put that the packs arena section that would have Mm -hmm. packed that would have been full because that was hilarious
2: it was just a, a joke it started what started out as a me going i've got i've got this i've got this xbox 360 dance pad i wonder if this works with windows because you know originally i was like oh i'll play step mania because i'm a again you know six foot four hundred and twenty kilo dude who loves ddr um it's an old of it's course. an old i don't know where or why but i've just always had a real soft spot for it it's and, in your soul yeah, pretty much um but yeah so i pulled out thinking oh, i might just try this and just and then sort of had a moment of like i wonder if i can make this work with with doom and yeah skip forward and yeah it was probably the most popular comp we had the whole it, weekend
0: and it was what was cool everyone was up for everyone's like oh, 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 oh i was like this yep. is this is manic so many people there but we yeah. should you i keep saying we you should pitch this to if you're in the same spot right Next time, mm-hmm. put it, see, right, Pax, you have a bit of a break, but Pax Arena between, you know, your Counter Strike, your Pre-Mario. give us yeah. half an hour to do this. Just see what happens. I swear oh. to God, you'd get people up there.
2: Yeah, uh, dude, look, it's probably, and it's the, I mean, the organization stuff for comp, the competitions is interesting because I've, again, I've learned from experience. If there is a level of, you know, because obviously we're volunteers and mm-hmm. it's something where, Running comps is complicated. Like damn, Diddy Kong, as you probably saw me with Diddy Kong, like it's yes, yeah, running spreadsheets, finding people. Well, that figuring was sixteen out who people. That
0: was just sixteen. That
2: was easy. That's a simple. But I, you know, um, and so I find like you know, with comps, we found over the years, it's just keeping things as simple as possible. But yeah, the spectacle, the silly things, like yeah, you know, D- Doom DDR. It, it absolutely it,
0: would have been amazing it was to just genius. I like, I honestly just people because it wasn't it wasn't being taken seriously, but mm-hmm. people like the pressure was on, and it was like I was like speaking to one guy, I was like, Why are people shooting? Just just freaking run. Just run. Just run. Yeah. Stop trying to kill. Oh. Run.
2: Dude, the fact well, the fact that the oh they what do you mean? They were taking it very seriously. Holy shit. The <laughs> no, the guy they were the taking guy... it
0: seriously when they got on the mat. Off yeah. the mat, they were like, as uh, soon as they got on the mat, the pressure's yeah. on.
2: Oh mate, I think the highlight of that though was the uh, lady in full Victorian steampunk attire, high heels and all, was the first one to actually finish E one M one. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she was the first one to finish it. She goes, "I've never played Doom before," and I'm like, "You'll be fine. Just, just don't die." And she got there in full regalia, high heels and all. um, And yeah, be the hubby or partner that she was with, and it was just like, "This is cool." This is.
0: See, it, it it brings people together. Like I had a moment yeah. where I saw some kid, I i I've, I will be mentioning this, I uh, probably might have mentioned it as like seeing some little kid seeing a PS2 for the first time. And he was like five. And mm-hmm. I was playing Marvel vs. Capcom 2, of which I was I was told you the day I was like, well done for putting that on. Mm-hmm. Um and I was just playing it because the Mario thing was about to start in an hour. oh, I'll play this. And this little kid coming over, oh my god, this is a PS2. I've not seen one. And he was so happy. And he just wanted to play. I said, Do you want to play? And we set it up. And he said, Oh, I want to be Venom. So I was like, Oh, I've already two characters, but right, Venom. Venom's your third. And I let him beat the shit out of um I beat the Isaac. I beat the shit out of two of his characters so I can get Venom mm-hmm. on the screen. And then I just let his Venom just beat the crap out of my my reuse Spider-Man, which I'm very proud of, by the way. That, That's that, sure. But That's I and really I let the I let him, I did I let him 41 anyone writes in. I let him beat me, but I'll tell you what, and his dad was so happy, but I was like, oh, no, he's beating me. I can't do anything to stop it. Ah, Venom. And this kid, it made his day. Like, he was so happy, high-fiving his yep. dad. And his dad just yep. went, thank you. And I was like, you know what? That is what it's all about.
2: Right, mm-hmm. 100%. I could not agree more. And, again, that's why we do it. You know, it's yep. why, why we come back. And, you know, it's yeah, the coming over and putting myself through that buddy boat. Uh, just bleh that straight is not yeah, for the life. I drove
0: I, 11 hours I drove
2: mhm yeah do it again. it's it's a 4 hour well, it's a 4 hour drive or 4 or well, not quite 4 hour drive from Hobart to Devonport 10ish hours over on the boat and then Ouch. yeah
0: okay so what am I moaning about wow okay
2: eh, so i
0: moaning yeah, yeah Jeez. pretty
2: much dude you know pretty much all I do is and obviously again audio only you can't see me holding it up but like you know Emulator, yeah, emulator handsets, and I pretty much spent the entire time playing um, Street Fighter Alpha three and Ridge Racer and stuff. Yep,
0: nice. (laughs) Yeah, so we're whipping out our emulators, emulators for anyone says anything. Games consoles, you dirty bastards! Games consoles, fucking bastards.
2: Hey, I would have. Hey, if I could have had my Mister running on the boat, I would have probably played that. But yeah. They yeah, get yeah. they get a little bit funny about people whipping out like you know giant giant CRTs or um, LCDs <laughs> on the boat. They're a bit might get a little bit too much.
0: I honestly, I just think it's you know for you and and weird and retro and the the stuff that you did to put that on again. You're all volunteers. so You did that out of the goodness yeah. of your heart. Like all I can say is for someone who was coming for their first packs. Yes, I mm-hmm. was coming to as media to come. You know, show it all off, and that, that that's what this episode is about to praise it all. But for me, it was one of the absolute highlights because it wasn't trying to sell you anything. I don't know that's why I want side of packs, but it was just the pure joy of seeing people. It was looking when I was in the board game area, that thing. Although yeah. I'm not a board game man, that area filled me with joy. Just to see so many people head down playing games, and this was the thing with yours. Yeah. There was always people there. There were always people playing. Again, Next and Pinballs, always people playing. I was like, that is, it's just a joy. It is, dude.
2: And I mean, the thing is the, you know, what I understood of PAX before they held the first one was that it was set up to be that sort of, you know, anti-E3 thing of, hey, let's just have this event for the people where you come and Mm -hmm. play games. You can come and do all this other cool stuff. There's board games are there and, there's no, you know, none of the bikini stuff. There's none mm-hmm. of the other things. It's family friendly. And and that's, yeah, and that's like PAX Oz has pretty much always been that as well. You know, it's always had that sort of vibe to it. You know, the last couple has been, you know, the expo hall was a little bit like a PC sales room for a little while there. But mm. this year was the one where it felt like it was a real, you know, getting back to what make, what makes it good. But um, I'll be interested to see whether we stay where we are um you know this year is the first year they've had us over in the expo hall yeah and it was good because we i reckon we got a lot more foot traffic but it was concentrated because we weren't open past six o'clock whereas previous years we're over in the tabletop area where you could actually you know come and sit till 11 o'clock and yeah you
0: could play for a long time um
2: yeah so it's there's a trade-off but for us the crew like you know
0: I definitely think you've got when compared to the areas. I definitely think you would have got a low, like the foot traffic there because you were next to Pax Arena and you were next to the mm-hmm. VR section. Foot traffic was was amazing. Yep. Like there was can't like, any people. Oh, pop in here. Oh, pop. In. It was like the last thing before we got to tabletops. It was um, and then you had up the other side. You had the arena, which obviously everyone's like, okay, waiting for this. Let's go play old games. Like for me, yep. Mario Kart's on. Uh, it's on an hour. I'm gonna play Marvelous Capcom Two. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Yep, and we were
2: oh, yeah, we were told not to compete with um the arena I was told point blank that guitar hero was not to, not to be turned up too loud because if we start an audio if we start an audio war they're going to beat us because they'll start and then the MSY guys beside us will start mm. and yeah. suddenly we'll just be these little people in the middle just being like oh Shit. <laughs> <laughs> what have I um but I still tried um but uh nah. might look yeah, the but the, oh, the rest of us like I said it's great. Like the whole thing of even having the retro PCs there is, you know, we've slowly built that area up that, um, cam, uh, cam and Mike. So they've got, that's all their, their brainchilds. Um, so like Mike, uh, fractal mind, Mike, who's one of the guys has been helping this year and last year. Um, but cam, uh, from he's a mate of mine from Melbourne. That I uh, invited along a few years ago, just cause I had just needed some helpers. And he was like, Oh, can I bring a, do a laptop to put like doom two on? I was like, Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. So I've got a photo from like the very first time we had a retro PC there, where it was just a single little laptop on its own, just yeah. to the side, and it was insanely popular. And so the next year we had two desktop PCs, and we yeah. ran a Doom, a Doom deathmatch comp. And then the next year we had more retro PCs, and we ran you know a Duke three D comp. And then it has snowballed now. Like it's the same thing. And honestly, I reckon that little corner of our area was probably as popular as all the consoles
0: yeah that was is... full everywhere was full yeah. every um, yeah. there was every, every console had people there yeah the pc because i'm not a pc game we never have been i can mine's always been the consoles like going from mega drive super nintendo upwards that was me mm-hmm. and i've I'm, I'm learning about the older stuff um and yeah i think i've missed out on a lot and there's a lot to talk about but seeing i was watching some of these old games I was just like over the shoulders like Wow, these are incredible to see.
2: Oh, dude, yeah. For me, it's like you know he's got that gorgeous IBM fifty-one fifty with the you know the green screen with Alley Cat and stuff that we've running. Which, again, I grew up with that. Like to me, that's your childhood. Where some of the stuff I still. Oh, I was a Commodore. I'm a Commodore sixty four boy. Um, my mates had those that had money that they had the IBMs hmm. but you know I I knew them and I recognized them. I love them um but like even through like the iMac playing um Prince of Persia and Mar- had marathon running at one point it's so like you know pre halo bungee stuff even the you know the StarCraft network uh, Warcraft network stuff like people just love it
0: they do and, and it's... it's there so it feels sad like it's all over and it's like oh no more packs and you know so, yeah, you're shaking your... I suppose you yeah, had different no. experiences.
2: You're knackered. Oh, dude. Unbelievably. The, the couple of days we spent in Beechworth afterwards was mm. just literally minimal technology
0: and just doing as
2: little as humanly possible.
0: And it was just... Just a stellar. breather. Yeah. That's See, I had to go back to work the following day and start management. I was like, ah... I have to do my big boy job and now I'm in a more serious position in my big boy serious job, which I'll never say on the show what it is, but it's a big serious job, even though I'm a twat and it's a big serious job. But next year, are you going to PAX again? I assume you will be.
2: Mate, 100%. At this stage, as long as they'll have us back, Mm. I have have every intention to. um, Just, I'll be taking less gear this time. i hopefully got a few more people to help out, so it'll be nice to sort of... Yeah, a little bit less, and also I'm just learning, like you know, less games, things like that. Um, like you know, Halo Two is pretty much all people play on the Xbox. Correct, Alex kid. Um, but I don't know, are there any game, any games you thought we could have bought?
0: Um, there's always like the Mario Kart. Uh, you had Golden, yeah, but that's the thing, you can't have. you can't have Golden Eye, Perfect Dark, but then it was like Mario Kart. We don't don't need two sixty fours. To be fair, I thought you had most of the games you need. The Mega Drive. You had did someone have altered beast? I'm pretty sure I saw an altered beast. I, yeah,
2: it's mine. It's it, mine.
0: So I, you brought I, that, and you, I hate even, it. You were slagging it off before, and I was like, I'm sure oh. you you brought it. No, keep <laughs> your bombermans. Keep your your Street Fighter. I saw a Street Fighter as well. Your Marvel vs. Capcom 2. I think you had a good mix. You had a Guitar Hero there, Um GameCube. No Smash. You only need Smash for that. That's all you need. Maybe a Wii yep. for shits and giggles. Although you got oh, health and safety, haven't you?
2: No, see now that's that's where we get into this interesting this interesting thing, right? Like, what is, is it, retro? What is I, classic?
0: I consider retro. Can you buy it anymore?
2: And that's you know, and that's actually not a bit. We had an Xbox 360 there, and it was there for Guitar Hero. You know, that my passive aggressive blurb on that was literally: yes, I'm aware it's a 360. It's here for Guitar Hero. Also, it came out 18 years ago.
0: There we go. And I look at my little brothers, my um, Donatello and Michelangelo, and mm-hmm. they grew up. That's what they grew up with. You know, mm-hmm. me and me and Raft grew up with a Mega Drive. So my brothers, I, I, works out, I have. Well, there are enough brothers for tales. Um, but those two, they grew up with the Xbox 360 <laughs> and the PS3. That's their consoles. That's their yep. retro. You can't buy PS3 anymore. You can't buy Wii anymore. You can't buy Xbox 360. In in my eyes, that's the limit. As high as I go for this show. Because, like, you can't buy it anymore, it's it's retro. And again, if in a few more years, it's it, when, when, when do you, anyone, give an arbitrary figure of oh, 20 years is the cut off, 25 years is the cut off. I think if you can't buy it anymore, it's retro. Mm-hmm.
2: That's dude, that's actually probably a pretty, pretty solid attitude. The yeah, I don't know, I don't get into the, the wankery around the oh, it's you know, it's bef- before this generation, yeah. so therefore, it's not Fuck well. that. Shit.
0: Will, will people have fun the only problem you're gonna have having a wee is you know is someone gonna twat somebody yes exactly
2: yeah maybe next maybe next year maybe next year there will be a wee a wee tennis you know a wee tennis or a wee bowling comp just because
0: why, why not? not why not exactly and hopefully i'll be there um i will i will be there actually i'll be i'll be going i'll be go because i loved it i thought it was so much fun like Get it from me from experience Mm -hmm. from the media side, it was absolutely fantastic. It was so much fun, Um, and hopefully, I get to do that again. Wait and see. Um, but yeah, I'll be there and I'll be running at this time. I'll be running straight over to be like,
1: Yay, hi,
2: come in, dude, come on in. Yeah, that mate, absolutely be be stoked. But thankfully, like I said, we've got 12 months,
0: (laughs) (laughs) 12 months of planning. Well, I I look forward to hearing the future plans. Obviously, we'll keep it all. Obviously, has to be hidden under wrap. But I am excited to get you know oh, what's coming, what's coming, and if I can think of anything Mm -hmm. like any titles, like oh, actually that might be a good one that might bring people. Do you know what there was? There was oddly enough there was a Wii U or something. Oh no, they had the the Switch, and there was a girl doing the tennis, and Mm -hmm. you can pinch her to do the voice because she was like, "Who wants to play fake tennis?" Perfect voice. That's perfect. If you can get ah. her, she she was she was around the back around the big other side. Get her in for some yep. wee tennis. She was she was awesome. Like perfect voice. Even I lost it at her. I went full Mac and on her for one because I was like, oh. don't argue with the AI. I was like, I fucking argue with the AI. Fucking AI shit. <laughs> and she's like, ah. one more and you're banned. I was like, topless. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It was. But, but yeah, but
2: that's but that's again that's packs like that. That's that's the experience. You know, the. People, you know, people in full Princess Peach cosplay, whipping people's butts in Diddy Kong.
0: It's great. Dance
2: mat dance mat steampunk. Um, people just sort of walking past the display cabinets and just go you know, being like, Holy crap, that's like, you know, a, a dodgy, shoddy manicom shareware game box from Brisbane, you know, mm-hmm. from the nineties that like, you know, it's it's everything in between. So like it's yeah, mate, like I said, it's always a lot of fun to put on. Um and yeah, it's always a lot. Of, again, to think the reaction is just, I don't play any games the whole weekend because I spend the entire weekend just talking to people about them, and that's you know, and then watching people be able to enjoy them. So, it's the no dream. mate, it's good. It
0: is. Well, my friend, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. It really has, and I can't wait to a have you on the show for Altered Beast and b see you again next year.
2: <laughs> mate, sounds good. Thanks for having me.
0: So it was good fun talking to Aaron, it really was. And hopefully one day he will come on the show as a main guest. And I yeah, told him, Altered Beast, you do it, we'll do Altered Beast. Now, whilst... Exploring packs itself. There were various stores going on. Like there were some stores that interested me as and there were like a lot of like maybe seeing anime stuff, sword stuff was quite cool. But there were some that didn't. There's some I, I really wasn't too asked about, like PC monitors and gaming controllers. That that's not my cup of tea, but it is for some. Um, but I came across this organization called Crank. Now, I'm hoping one day we, we did talk about them, but we're not been able to sort it for now. But if when he does, I'll come in on and uh, have an interview with the guy who runs it. Crank was an organisation, it's a disability service. And what they do is, I know that if you're not part of Australia, we have this system where you get like funding, but for you, kind of, can, pra- not pra- I'll say, if I'm not the right word, you can essentially make your own not not private i can't think of the right words coming ahead but you can essentially make it your own um what you want to fund your payments what you want to use your money for and one of them is about social well-being and i used to do this when i first arrived in australia helping people with this money how to spend it and they didn't have this back when i was there and this organization crank is helps people get out there and meet other people who, you know, like gaming, can help do coaching, because video games are a form of social communication. You know, we know it as listeners that video games can bring people together, but other people on the outside might not understand this. But to see that there's an organization that can help actually do this with people who have special needs and who do need that help and get them into video games and get find them ways and groups they can go play with, I just thought that was a really, really great thing. So as I said, the organization's called Crank, it's, a, it's a one for Australia only, but I still thought it was a really good thing. So, hopefully, we are going to have the team from there come on the show. We're just trying to sort out that time. So, it might come in a random episode, but it's going to come at some point because I do think it's an important thing. You know, you, you know me, if you know my background, I find mental health, I find you know, helping people in need. If I can help it in any way, if I can help push that organization, I want to do so. So, yeah, expect that in the future. So let's talk about the big games of the event that no, I kind of went for. Now, the big, big games, Mario and Sonic obviously being there, it was also the first chance I got to play Tekken 8. I got to play Prince of Persia for the first time. I also got to play Cult of the Lamb, which I know has been out previously, but I'd never, I knew of it. I just never seen any footage and I got to talk with Harrison from it and we had, a, and he got me to play that. And I also got to play two indie games, which I really enjoyed, which is called Soul Devourer and Bullcrap. So I'm going to go through each one and what I thought of it. So first up, Mario Wonder. Yeah, so Mario Wonder, one of the biggest games that was coming out. It's Nintendo's big one for the holiday season. It's basically and I even joke with the people at Nintendo when I had the hands on chat with them. Um this is this is Mario this is Mario on crack. What that that's what this is, and the guy's like, Yes, yes it is. <laughs> Can't say his name for obvious reasons. Um, but I was like, Yeah, it, it really is. It it's, it's definitely it. And I had fun with it. So the big thing is that there are there's new power ups and you got Elephant Mario, who can basically bulldoze his way through there, and he can use his trunk to collect water and fire it at people and water plants. There's also Drill Mario, which I did like Drill Mario, and you can drill into the floor, drill into the ceiling... And find new paths and routes. I didn't get to play Bubble Mario. That wasn't there. It was only those two in the demo that I got to use. But the big thing is that you're getting what's called a wonder seed. And when you collect a wonder seed during a level, the level goes crazy. It's like you're an acid. And it's apparently different each time. So each level has a different wonder scene. So not all, everything is different. Like In the first level they did it in, it's like the pipe starts becoming like a snake you can travel on, which is really cool. Did I like it? Yes, I did. Uh, I did enjoy it, it's typical Mario, 2D platform Mario, you can't go wrong, it's like in a brand new world as well, so loads of new enemies, which is great, because we faced the same Koopa Troopers and Goombas for years, Bowser's still around, we know, and I remember playing it, and the guy was like, wow, you know you Mario, because I was like speeding through the levels, having a good time, and there was a jumping task, like you could do wall jumps, and he was like, oh, people have struggled with this, and I was like, boom, 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 Ta-da! and he's like okay you play mario i said yeah yeah yeah, no mario and there's loads of extra things that you can um get rewards to so the girl the game the girl the game isn't so linear as you think it is you can basically go to like certain walk around a little map and go i want to do that level and we do that level and they all have difficulty levels you want to basically gain enough wonder these wonder seeds and coins and that can get you to the future levels i do love the range of colors the range of colors is is fantastic especially when you get a wonder seed it it's it's basically going out there and saying right what what more can we do with this console how much more can we push it because the mario formula you can't beat it really it's left to right and i, I just thought it was great like i did really love drill mario i thought drill mario was so much fun like going actually it's like into the into the wall Kind of not link between worlds sort of way, but it was the kind of way you can kind of dig under the floor and then pop up somewhere else. I really like that. Elephant Mario, I wasn't sold on it. I don't know why. I know that's been the big thing, seeing Elephant Mario and all of the other characters as Marios. I I just haven't been drawn to that. And Bubble Mario apparently is that you you can fire bubbles or go boop, and you can basically bounce on the bubble, which I thought was actually quite a nice idea. It's like making your own platforms but I just don't see the drive with the Mar- elephant Mario at the moment. I can imagine that's become this iconic thing, but I don't know. I just felt when I played the next game, that was much quicker, and I like my speed in games, and whilst the Mario games, the levels I did were were, were quite easy. Like, they were only the first levels. I've got to give it that. Um, do I think it's going to keep you busy? Yes. I think it really will keep you busy. I think there's going to be a lot to do. There's a lot of... Le- I think it's like 50-odd levels, 60-odd 60, 60 levels, so there's a lot... It's not going to be finished. Well, it could be finished overnight, I don't know. But I think you'll be very happy playing it. And speaking of, I like in my games quick Sonic Superstars. <laughs> Yes, Sonic Superstars was one of the games, it was the, probably the second most appropriate game, appropriate game, the second game I was after the most, because I I love my Sonic the Hedgehog, and ever since I've got to start playing Sonic Mania, um, and playing the old ones, and um, the Sonic collections, I've been like, oh, I just want to play more Sonic, and I did, when I first saw the first trailer, I was like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to like this, I think Mario Wonder, and I've said that on the show, that is recorded, I thought Mario Wonder looked better, but having actually now played it, it's it's so classic sonic It so feels like this is so good I, it's all about building that momentum keep it going keep it going and the more you do with these levels the more you're going to get better at it the levels are massive the levels are huge and there are different paths you know, the usual thing you want to go you want to go to the top you want to go to the bottom you want to go in the middle or you can mix it up and i absolutely loved it i got to do two levels i did one as sonic and one as amy rose uh, of course i did amy rose And the first level was, like, your typical, like, a jungle level. And you could basically bounce on vines, which was quite tricky, actually, because you mess up on those vines, you could fall straight to your death. But there were sections where it was, like, they had the um, fog of war around you, so it was, like, kind of a bit of darkness. I was like, oh, I can't be speeding around here. But there were so many different paths I could have gone. And I just loved that this jungle was so alive. Everything I went was just... uh... It was just great. And the second level, I can't remember the name of it, but it was kind of felt like Green Hilly Zony Emerald like your first level. But it was the fact that ever the speed you were moving, everything was traveling so quickly. And then there were bits where you would fire off and all of a sudden you transition to the back of the stage. I was like, oh my god, this is so good. I'm now at the back of the stage, and then you do shit there, and then you transition back to the front. I was like, this is great. The levels felt long enough to keep me happy. Like, again, it wasn't like a Sonic Chaos on the Master System where you're done in a minute. It wasn't like that. The levels had a good pace and it made me want to go back and explore more. And I was oh, I want to go do that again. The bosses, you do, they lasted a bit longer than I thought they would. I think one of the bosses I did, you had to, like, make like, a rope bridge. It's it's a weird comp thing. A rope like, I don't know, like a harpoon would fire out into the ground, and they see you then stand on the rope it left, and you could bounce on, that was going on a bit too long, I think the bosses just needed maybe one or two hits less, just slow it down a little bit, I did like the challenge they brought, uh, because usually Sonic bosses are quite easy, I did like that, I just wish they would A little bit bring it back, and unfortunately, considering from the main review, it feels like they've actually not changed that and it's just left it as it is. I do like again the designs of it, I do like the choices of it. I didn't get to play around with Knuckles, I didn't get to play around with Tails, but I imagine they just play exactly as you imagine. And apparently, I found out there's a secret character, and I'm hoping I don't get to find out who that is. I want to try and keep that secret because I am going to get this game, definitely am. If it's going to be a choice of the two, it's definitely getting Sonic. And the Chaos Emeralds, that's, yeah, normally you have to go find these and they're like hidden around to get the entrance into them. Now, like, they're quite open about this is where you can get into the special zone. And it's kind of like, wait, we saw Spider Man was good. We're going to do some Spider Man shit. And you can kind of swing to try and get it. I like that mini game because that'll open up Chaos Emerald powers. Didn't get to play around with them, but liking it. So out of the two, definitely Sonic. All right, third game on the list Prince of Persia.
1: Times I was made for. Push me to the edge, but I stayed short. I just need a warrior, that's what I came for. Want to pay the cost? Yeah, Uh, tell him back down in
0: advance. now Prince of persia i 've been saying i 'm really looking forward to this I saw the um, the videos on YouTube the first place I thought all looked really good. having to get myself hands on with it oh it 's not a game where I think you can really speed through this is not, this is something you 've got to take your time over enemies shouldn 't be fought multiple it 's got multiple enemies at once it 's got to be take your time one at one because they will mess you up and they will hit you hard. I had a, a chat with the lady from Ubisoft, and she was lovely. And she basically said, "Yeah, you don't go fighting enemies like maybe until you get more abilities, then you can start doing it." I did what I did like I did like the the environments, and I did like the ability to bounce on walls. They had that set up so well. Like I played other games where the wall jumping mechanics just doesn't feel right; it feels perfect here. Like every jump feels absolutely great. Like I'm not like oh it's is it has it detected it? It did the, the uh, basically bounce off that wall so well. And there were other sections as well where the level you'd like I think it was either hit something and all of a sudden the level like the level start building. It's not constructing around you and you go go higher up and then you get another button and it's more constructing around you. I really like that. There's a lot of mechanics of it. I still have to practice with. like, There's an ability to like leave like a spirit version of yourself. You can suck yourself back in, into. I. I need to see how that works in practice because you didn't really have like a demo uh, way to see that. It was kind of like here's you go, here's the go game go without the do this. You know, like most things say like here's an arrow, here's your bow and arrow, use it like this. I didn't get that chance. I think that would have been great for me to actually see that shit in action and to see how it was. But did I like it? Yes. Do I think it's a speedrunner's dream? Yes. I think you'll have a lot of fun with that. All right, Tekken Eight. Tekken 8 was the big one. This was the one I was waiting for more than anything because I love me some Tekken. I really do love me some Tekken. And getting to play that, I got to play a lot of this. And I'll tell you now, it looks good. Fuck me, this looks good. Playing it in 4K. Oh my god, I had such a good time playing this. And the, there's a song my wife likes to hear, like Celine Dion, it's all coming back to me now. And I was like, that I was literally I hadn't played Tekken in ages. I haven't played Tekken properly since Tekken 6. And... I went with Azuka Kazama, because that's who I used to main. And it's like, it's all coming back. Because like, I went to my claw hammer grip, and everything came back. All muscle memory, everything was coming back. And I think I, I used her and June a lot of the time. And I lost one match, I think, out of the whole time. One best out of five match the whole time. Uh, I literally had so much fun. I could have played that for hours, if you let me. It, was, it just looked beautiful. The, the rage system's great. Like, literally, when you go into rage, you can punish someone, and the game encourages you for aggression. This isn't a defensive game anymore. This is, we want you to go on the attack, and I loved it. Like, I love June, The sort of weird bullshit she's doing is like, what's this? What is this? And I want to get to know and play with her more. Tekken 8, I think Mortal Kombat is going to lose. I think that... It's going to be the Street Fighter Tekken 8. Yeah, I think more combat's going to get lost in the dust. God help Evo this year. It's going to be packed, isn't it, with all these good games. But I really love Tekken 8. I cannot tell you how good that game looks. It played outstanding. Everything was crisp. It was... oh, If you're into your fighting games, you have got you. you literally your lunchbox is all full. You're going to have such a fun time. All right, let's talk about the last mainstream game, and that was Cult of the Lamb. I said, Cult of Lamb. I hadn't really played it before. I knew of it, but when I got to PAX, the setup they had was incredible. They really made it like devil worshiping. I can imagine this is back in the day, like in the 90s, so the parents would have been get going hitting everyone with their handbags. But it was great. Like if you wanted to play this game, you had to get like a, an altar and kneel down before it with candles and like red lighting. It was so cool. And I was watching it. Because um, I was like, oh, okay, let's see what this game is, and it's it's a rogue kind of like that, sort of, and I was like, oh, actually, this looks really fun, seeing this lamb just do, like, roguelike shit, I was like, this is fun, and I was watching this guy play it, and he got to the boss and got battered, and this guy went, oh, yeah, no one's beaten that yet, I said, oh, haven't they, he said, oh, yeah, I developed that, I was like, what?! I like, you're the developer, isn't it? Yeah, his name's Harrison, and we got chatting. And it was great, and he was telling me about how he made the game and how the game's kind of gone from strength to strength and which port I should get. And I said, you know what? And he was like, don't buy it. He said, the Switch is all right. Uh, the PS5 was like, yeah, but this is a game I'm going to play on the Switch Pro, is it? This is all I'm going to play on my Switch OLED. So, But I, I'm a man of my word. I bought it. I went out and bought it and tweeted it. You might have, you might have seen it come up. I did. I'm a man of my word. I said I was going to buy it, and I went back to the hotel, bought it. I wasn't bullshitting because I thought that is the type of game I can play on the go. And I said I wanted to talk to him more, but I was like, shit, I've got to go see Nintendo like, for my Nintendo interview. And he's like, oh, shit, the big boys, go, go, go. And then I was trying to find him later on. He's like, oh, he's disappeared. And then I went to the toilet and went, oh, there he is. And I went, probably shouldn't shout that in a toilet really shouldn't shout that actually do you know what i'm going to talk about this it's one of the moments it's i will go back into but it's just link me it's, you know those moments where you the humanity's restored i was in the toilet and i made that fatal error where i've done my business and oh no there's no paper oh no and I was like, I just said, boys, we've got a problem. And someone's like, why? I've got no paper. And then someone else went, I've got no paper too. And then all of a sudden, some guy's like, how much do you need? And they're just like, I've got some. And <laughs> four lads just passing toilet paper. The first guy gave me a sheet. I went, mate, I said, I've had a, what? what's that going to do? A sheet? I said, it's a code ready. I don't need a sheet. And just all passing on. Like paper to each other, and then one by one everyone, you know, does the stuff, leaves, and did I ever see who these people were? No. No one did. It was a random act of kindness. It filled me with joy. Humanity's not dead. I had such a... It sounds silly to gain little things like that, but it was funny. Leave me alone, it was funny. Alright, let's get into our two little games, uh, our indie games which I got to watch. One of them was called Soul Soul Devourer <laughs>
1: introducing so he ain't a junkie but he
0: drew a lot it's fair let's go now sold Barra is basically kind of looks like it's gonna be like a metroidvania sort of thing and it was kind of like oh, say not like hyper realistic drawing it's kind of like if you've got a few minutes to do like a girl like in a samurai japanese costume with a samurai sword there you go and I liked it. I just liked it. It was very simple art style, but it looked like it's going to be a game where you're going to gain extra abilities and it's all going to be... there was bloody. So I was like that. So it was very minimalistic, but I liked that. So... And, I can okay, come on. I like Japanese schoolgirls, the samurai sword. That's always going to buy... Me. You know, I'm always going to buy into that. And I felt sorry because it was a guy and his wife who made the game, and the Japanese, and she didn't speak barely any English at all. Um, and I managed to get to speak to him, and a proper chat with him, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's coming out next year. Uh, what do you think about the game? And it gave him a thought about it. I said, I really liked it. Uh, I, you know, how how long is in development? He said, oh, yeah, hopefully it's going to be end next year. So I've, it's only going to be Steam only. I was like, oh, oh, what about Switch? He said, oh, it all depends on how well it does on Steam. So everyone buy this game, buy this game, buy this game, buy this game. And finally, the last game I got to play um, was a game called Bullcrap. I made that very clear. That was not the the tune of Bullcrap. That was an English TV show called um, Bullseye, which is the freaking best TV show ever. Appropriate though. So I got speaking to this guy in the queue. His name was Dave, and we were waiting to get merch on the last day because the queue was insane. And we were talking about what we do, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I made this game," and I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember the game Bullcrap. It's a card game, and it's kind of like you get given a hand." To explain this very quickly, you get given a hand. And the aim is to get rid of your hand. So when it's your turn, you can put down whatever cards you want, but you have to either tell the truth or lie. So say if you've got three queens, you can say, I've got three queens, and you put that down. Or you can have three queens and actually put two queens and a king down. The idea is A, to get rid of your cards, but B, for your opponents to work out, is he telling the truth? But say if you say three queens and you've got two of them, well, you know he's lying, so you can go bullcrap. Um, and if he's wrong, he picks up all the cards. That's how it works. But he's actually made a game of it. Um, and this, this game I thought was quite silly. <laughs> if you call bullcrap and get it right, there's a cow, there's a bull in there and the bull shits on you. I was dying seeing this bull shitting on somebody and the shit stays there as well. I was like, that is stupid and funny at the same time. I was like, that is so good. And you basically play, you can play the AI and then eventually you can access these characters as these AI characters can become your characters. But the main reason I, I thought this was really good because when I was back in England, uh, one of the things me and the family used to do at my wife's family, we always used to play card games and bull crap was one of them, or bullshit as we called it. You know, they're not going to let that on Steam, was it? Um, but I, we used to play bull crap a lot. And to know that we can now play this game, and I'm going to get it. I will be getting it. I think it's on it's on Steam, but it's also on mobile devices as well. So please, I do encourage everyone to get a coffee because it is really good. But I'm going to try and get everyone to buy it back home, our little family group, so we can play it because I do think it's something from my childhood, and I do think it's quite a social game. So I think it's one of them. If you want to have a laugh with your mates, I I do like how it looks. It's a very simple s game in that you know it's basically a card game, but it's so much fun. And seeing that that bullshit on someone was hilarious now i must say i will be honest that dave when i was talking to him he gave me a pack of cards which i was very grateful for and i was gonna buy this um this toy shit (laughs) because they have merch of a toy shit and he said you know what you can have it um and i'm gonna tell you now dave your little shit caused my little shit to piss me off the whole way home because you're daddy daddy what i need a poo do you need a poo We'll pull, we can pull it, Yeah, I need a poo. Turn off the services. Ha, oh, here you go. And she whipped out this poo. And for fuck's sake, Dave, fuck, I was buying it for her. And I remember she hiccups, pulled it out of the bag. And was like, you bought me a poo. And I was like, yes, I bought you a poo. And my wife's like, why the hell have you got a poo? I said, I've got a poo. Just leave me alone. I've got this poo. I'm really looking forward to giving my daughter a poo. And she took it into daycare. And I was like, oh, no. She took a shit into daycare. <laughs> but please, everyone... I want you, know, this is a little small company, he's worked really hard on this Dave, so please get behind it, you can play it on your phone, you can play it on Steam, please download Bullcrap, and hey, we, if you've got it, let us know and we can all play together, that'll be quite funny actually, we can make this, yeah, um, Captain N, can you make a server, can you make a tab for Bullcrap, um, please, anyone wants to play Bullcrap, that'll be uh, on the Discord, so if you want to join our Discord, you can become a Bullcrap member. That should be set up when Captain N reads this, because you owe me Captain N because of the amount of shit you've had to do with the Sega Saturn. There we go. Just getting it out there. All right, okay. There were a lot of the games I got to play, but had a really good time. And as I said, I didn't get to see any presentations, which is a bit of a shame. Um, but I did see some of the speed running. I saw, as I mentioned earlier, Diddy Kong Racing. I saw Scarlet and Violet. Uh, that took me back to the when I used to do Pokemon. And I used to play Sword and Shield and trying to do that as quick as I could. Holy shit! Now I'm hoping as well. The, we're trying to organise it with the speedrunning team. Uh, we did have something on paper, but whether it's actually going to come across, we'll wait and see. So that could be a special episode in itself with the with the speedrunning community um, and actually talk to. So put a pin in that. We'll see if that happens. All right. Other stuff because there was other stuff. Um, well, aside, as I said, aside from gaming, there were loads of stuff. There were loads of stalls. There were clothes, merchandise. If you want to buy some cards, which I did, I bought some Pokemon cards. There was geeky stuff and swords. Oh God, I love the swords. I bought myself a master sword, which was amazing. I was like, oh my God, it was only 40 bucks as well. And when I was speaking to this guy about like, you know, my pop my show, he's like, oh, what you do? And he said, oh, and I was like, can I have a photo with that weapon? Cause that looks really cool. That's from, um, Dark Soul. No, from, um... Elden Ring. And he went, yeah. I was like, that's so cool. He said, do you want to hold it? I said, yeah. And held one, took a photo. He said, have a hold of this one. And it was like $350. It was, bear miser's foam. Two-handed. I was like, fuck. This is heavy. This is heavy, bastard. And he went, yep. I couldn't one-hand it. It was so, like, I'd have to, like, that literally z sword S training of Dragon Ball to do that. But I was like, my God. If I'd bought that, I would have been dead. I was so tempted to, though. Oh, my God. I was so tempted to buy it. Oh, one day I'll buy that. Um, now, as I mentioned earlier, when I was I met Dave from Bullcrap, um, I was in the queue and um, to get merch, and it was a bit of a nightmare because. So, if you wanted um, merchandise from the event, there was a huge queue of about like th- potentially three hours to get merchandise, and I don't know what they could have done because they had two places to get merchandise, but the queue was just so big and i remember like, i got to know with security and they let me get in like as soon as it was 10 o'clock because i was like had a separate entrance and they let me get in straight away to leg it to the front on day three so i could get into there before the crowd hit and i managed to get there but they'd run out of hoodies so like oh, but they had the jacket and i put on reflection i was a bit at first i was a bit gutted but now looking back i'm like actually i'm quite glad i got my jacket and it's quite cool so i'm gonna make that a thing now uh, if i get to go next year i'm gonna buy another jacket I try and make that a little bit of a thing, but I do want to say um, thank you to the all the staff. Like I did make take the piss out, you know, the enforcers, but to everyone who was there, like all the volunteers and the security as well. Like I got to know two of the security guys quite well on that last day because I was with them for about two hours before I went in, and I had a, you know a good laugh with them. And they were putting up with quite a lot of crap, like people trying to get in early and stuff like that. And they're like, "No, it's that cute. Oh, It's fucking hours for some what do you want them to do that? That's that's the job. And they were there for hours. Like they were there like early, early morning, and they were there late like, night. So fair play and well done to them all. Like there was only one dickhead moment as I found, and it was just I can't remember his name. Hang on, I'm gonna have to pause it and get his name. There we know, it's called Sam Pepper. I'm just gonna refer to him as Pineapplehead because his hair looked like a pineapple. And it was weird. I remember I didn't know who he was. Obviously, he didn't give a rat's ass but people obviously knew who he was, and we were in the retro, the classic corner, and then he was like, this girl was like, oh yeah, you, I know you, and he put his hand, oh, she put her hand out, like, oh, he went to take her hand, he went, you do know I'm 17, and he just, I don't know if he kissed it, I think he did, but I can't say that for sure, but I was like, ugh, because he never let go, and I was like, fuck, that's creepy, fuck, that's creepy, weirdo, but I heard he was he was kicked out and for being a dickhead and i was like yeah that doesn't surprise me you just screamed dickhead energy and if he's listening to this and he doesn't like what i've said i don't care you screamed bell end you look like a bell end and from the sounds of it you acted like a bell end and got kicked out there we go don't act like a bell end when people are just trying to have fun all right there we go all right so day 1 ended and like i said the main exhibits were closed in that first half they were all closed and I actually went home, got some dinner, and went back. And people were still playing games. The speedrun stuff was still going on. I couldn't believe the amount of people that were still out there. And had I not had my family with me, I probably wouldn't have even gone home. But because I've got to bear that in mind, you know, they, they've they made this journey. And it, they haven't seen me all day. They've been at the zoo. So it's not fair to me do that. So day two was kind of more of the same. Um, and whilst I had my interviews, uh, you know, I had my moment with nintendo and ubisoft and for me like look i'm putting it out there to actually have a chat to speak to representatives of them sega weren't unfortunately but that was a dream for me i don't think you can realize how much of a dream that was for me to speak to people media representatives and actually ask them questions and the question i asked was like where the fuck is f-zero where's more f-zero i think like, you're fucking cowards Give me more F-Zero. And I asked about the success of Smash Brothers, and I was like, you know, gave my thoughts, and like, I just don't think Mario Kart needs a number nine. I don't think Smash Brothers needs a new one. Just keep adding to it because the success of it's insane. But what I did like is when I was speaking to the rep from nintendo she was all about like how she doesn't want mario to dominate the market she wants other games to come out of the similar nature she understands why other companies might be hesitant to because they're so dominant but she wants more companies to come out and more because more games coming out means more competition and it means more you know bet more choices for the consumer and it, the whole time she wasn't pushing nintendo she was pushing the fan and i like that I really thought, you know, because you can argue that you know, ten- there's a constant thing: Nintendo don't care about the fans, but she did. The whole time she talked about it was about fans, 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 fans. We want fans to be happy. We want fans to, you know, to experience our games. We want fans to enjoy themselves. You know, more, more competition means more games for fans, and I like that. It wasn't about, you know, we want we want the, this game to be the best, and I, I really got that sense. Like she wasn't, you know, just. Following company line, and like she actually believed that, and I really liked it. And getting to speak to the girl from Microsoft as well, um, she was lovely. She was absolutely lovely. I've not said their names because I don't know if I'm allowed to, um. So I'm just that's why I've not. Not that I've forgotten, don't you worry. Um, I've got bis- oh, I've got their business cards, and I was like, "Oh, I wants to cry," um. But no, I just out of respect, I don't know if I'm allowed to, so that's why I'm just not saying names. Um. So yeah, I got to do that, which was so fun. So yeah, day two was more of the same, whereas day three was more of like a family day. So I took for a lot more photo said goodbye i watched the mario kart championships um, and i didn't watch all of that couldn't watch all of it um but what i thought was quite cool about that so they had the 12 best races in australia and new zealand and they did 12 races uh of, of, i was like oh my god this game has so many tracks it's insane and it was kind of like a proper grand prix so first gets so many points and this guy called panda just dominated just absolute dominated. He was so good. I was like, oh my God, this is like perfect Mario Kart. And they had weapons on and everything. So all blue shells and all that were there. So it was like pure Mario Kart, which I like rather than weapons off. It just it comes down to your driving skill. This was Mario Kart as it should be, which is great. That had one of the biggest turnouts of the day, or big of the event. Like there were loads of people there. There was one thing that made me laugh, and I've argued with this with the wife. There was So for those who don't know, there's been a referendum here about whether... Um, the The Aboriginal community should have a voice in the Australian um, t- treaty. I'm trying to think what the word is. It's going to do my head in now. What the actual word is? The Australian Constitution. That's it. And and basically been a heavy push on one side. And this this kid turned up with his mum, and both of them had their uh, vote yes. I'm all fine for that. You know, you do what you want. But I was, I was saying to my wife, I don't think like a 13 year old kid is turning up to one of these events, a gaming event, with a yes t shirt. I was like nice no. like, me he does I was like I don't think I think he wants to probably wear a Sonic t-shirt or Mario t-shirt again that's me as a gamer I don't know he could do he could be a big political activist he might be really want to spread a message that's fine I just thought no no that's just my thing So other moments that I loved um I got to say the console free play the console free play was insane so it was right at the back uh, by the PCs and the trust of this was just so good and what I mean by this was, like, basically, you'd go up and to a counter and say, oh, can I play this game? And you'd basically borrow a game and go play it. And the guys are, oh, yeah, we've had a few problems. And I was like, what? Yeah, people stealing. They went, no, nah, just a few games haven't worked. I was like, what? I'd be more worried of people nicking the game. So then, there nah, it doesn't happen here. And basically, you take your game. So can I play, like, I don't know, uh, let's say the Turtles TMNT Collection, Carbon Collection, because that was there. And people just take it, find a PS4, PS5, and go play it. I was like, Wow. Just go play what you want, and I was like, That is just, just amazing. And I was watching people do a four guy tournament, there was a Mario Kart 8 tournament. I was like, There's so much going on here. Like, There's a Smash Brothers tournament, like, this is great. And I actually got to meet people I knew, which was that was insane. I got to meet a mate called Sean, I knew I was going to be meeting him, and I can only briefly see him, unfortunately, for a little bit due to family stuff. And but then I was walking around, and I suddenly heard this, Oh, daddy, I was like, what? What the fuck. As a guy, and he's from back home. I play football with him in this area. I was like, I actually played in his team with with him in a team. I was like, What the fuck are you doing here, Corey? He's like, oh, I'm here for packs. What are you here for? Like, Obviously, packs, dickhead. What do you think I'm here for? Just having a walk. <laughs> but he, I was like, Yeah, I got a, I got here for this, and he was can't believe it. I was like, what are the chances we live like we, we live like ten minutes away from each other back here, but eleven hours difference is just insane. But this was the moment I I I, I don't think. For me it really hit. And I was playing at the classic section of five player Bomberman. And I was like passing out business cards to him, Hey, if you like retro games, I've got a retro podcast. And this guy called Sean said, Oh yeah, I'm already listening to you. I was like, oh yeah He said, oh, yeah, I followed you the other day. I said, like, Oh yeah, what was your handle? Is, is it is on Patreon? And he wasn't following me on Patreon, he's following me just in general. And he said, oh, Yeah, yeah, looked and he loaded his phone, his podcast, and there it was. I was like, holy shit, and he went, no, I recognize your voice now, because I've never seen you in person, but I recognize your voice, and I was like, really? And he went, yeah, I've only started reading listening recently, I love the podcast, and I was like, mate, I don't think you realize how much that means to me, why? I said, I said, mate, I would never thought I'd ever see somebody actually say to me, I hear, yeah, yeah, I listen, I'm a fan, and then he saw the t-shirt, and went, oh, uh, yeah, because <laughs> I had my Retro Wars logo on, and that just hit me, I I just couldn't believe it. So thank you, Sean. I don't think you realised how much that meant. And even when I told the wife, I told the Queen, she was blown away by that. She was like, "What?" And yeah, blown away. So thank you, Sean. Thank you so much. So day three itself, as I said, it was it was going to be more of a family day because my family. I hadn't seen much some of the first two days, and I wanted to spend some time. So the the Queen encouraged me to go back, and you know, just then it's like, no, no, no. So what we did. We, I did Mario Kart, and then I went and met them, and we went to the one of the theme parks called Luna Park, and we had such a good time. Me, Hiccups, and the wife, we had such a good time. Bear in mind, she only four. She wanted to do some of the roller coasters. And I was like, yeah, fine. She couldn't do the main one because the queue was too big, but she still did one that even my wife was like, fuck, when we started going around, but she loved it. And whilst my wife was like, go back, go back, go back, it's gone too late, I said, no, look, at the end of the day, I've done what I need to. I've said my goodbyes, and you guys are more important. You know, You are my family um and so we drove back the next day hiccups was perfect uh, apart from wanting to go for a poo every few hours damn you dave but we were exhausted by the end of it and then yeah it was we just literally crashed straight to bed because we didn't get home till like 10 ish because it was 11 hours straight through um but yeah and then i was up in work being a big boss man so look looking back now everyone's asking what was it like i, I had a great time and well what You know, regardless if I go again next year, I just want to say like, thank you to everyone like who I met on the day. Thank you to everyone who let me speak to them, who was happy to be interviewed, who took a card off me. Everyone was so friendly; no one was ever rude. Thank you to um, the staff at Pax. You know, you guys did this, um, you guys put this on, most of you volunteers, and you didn't need to, and it was an absolutely fantastic event from my eyes. I didn't see any problems apart from Pineapple Head. Uh, it was really, really well-ran organization. There were no issues. It was well, safety was great, and everyone seemed to have a good time. i uh, say thank you to the guys from Rocketcoms as well. Uh, I have said thank you to both of them. What um, I want to say thank you, you know, personally to you guys at Rocketcoms. You guys gave me the pass. I know I've I've met Chris face-to-face and we met at the Sydney Comic Con. I thanked him then. I thank you guys again. Thank you. You didn't have to give me that media pass. I'm only a very, very small little podcast. And I'm not trying to blow smoke up my heart. down. I don't know. Deflate myself. I am a small podcast. But you gave me the opportunity to do something I never thought I'd do. And to say how much it meant, my my dad, when I told him, he is always hated video he's not a big fan of video games but he even said to me that's this is sort of your dream isn't it and i went yeah it is you know was a 36 year old man he said when i said i'm going to interview nintendo and he couldn't believe it and he was like i'm so happy for you i'm so made up for you um, so thank you guys and I know you've said oh, wait can't wait to see you next year I do want to go next year so hopefully you've enjoyed this episode hopefully I haven't offended you and hopefully when I put my application in next year you could prove it again uh, but either way I, I loved it and thank you Thank, you. and you can't see it, but I've got my hands together and saying thank you so much and finally I want to say thank you to my wife um, you came down along with me the Queen you won't listen to this I know you don't but uh, one day Hiccups will listen to this when she's old enough thank you guys You guys mean the world to me. You put up with me for those four days. You know, it was a big, huge trek, us going there back and forth. And you put up with a lot. I know you went well, especially the first day. You really went well. Um, But thank you. I... would literally that was a dream of mine to do and you let me do that so thank you thank you thank you and i love you always and that's about it that is me ranting on that is me ranting about packs. i know it's probably a bit of a longer episode I what to do you oh, do i've got to do the editing as well um, so everyone thank you very much for listening back to normal episode 91 where it's going to be the traditional halloween episode because we are getting to that time of the year uh, but until then you all take care of yourself and i'll speak to you soon take care Bye bye